When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and I am so, so happy to be joined today by my longtime bestie and current social media director for Sorta Awesome, Catherine Kaplinger. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. People who follow the show on Instagram already know you quite well. But this is your first time to be on the main show, sort of awesome. You've been over in the Superstars feed. We've had some fun over there. But like, and you've been in our sort of all team shows. But this is your debut on the big show. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Catherine is here because today I will be in the hot seat. Once again, every now and again, I get real brave and I'm like, yeah, let's do some questions. And then every single time I remember, oh, this is actually straight up nightmare fuel for me. Like, I feel like I may as well <laughs> take off my clothes and have a presentation to give in high school because I'm having <laughs> an anxiety dream. <laughs> because you guys, I have no idea what questions Catherine is going to ask. I have not a clue which no, will be asked doesn't. today. So before we get into the show, just so people have a little context of like who you are, why don't you tell the awesomes, like we know your name, but tell us the, the context of your life right now, where you live, who you live with, what you do, those kinds of things. Now I'm in the hot seat. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. See, I put you here first before me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I live in Oklahoma City, like just minutes away from Meg, which is awesome. And I'm married to my husband of 21 years. And I just thought I was like, is that right? Yeah, 21 <laughs> years. And I have two teenagers, a boy and a girl, and my son is going to be a junior. And my daughter just got into the high school where he is. And she's going to be a dance major and she will be a freshman. So we're yes. super excited and it's a whole new world. I feel like being a parent of teens, mm -hmm. it's just, I'm learning so much. So I feel like my oldest kids, well, definitely Daisy's a little bit older than your kids. And so I'm a little bit further ahead in that sense, but also your sister lives down the street from you. And she definitely has been like big sister for both of us in terms of telling us what we need to know yes. and what to do and lots of things when it comes to parenting teens and also just like the logistics of parenting teens, which I don't think we talk about enough is a lot to keep up with. I mean, that could be a whole show. Honestly. <laughs> So yes, that's what we're here to do today. We're going to have a conversation, a conversation with my best friend. This was all Catherine's idea to have these questions. You sent me a message on Foxer, one of the main ways we communicate. And you're like, I have an idea. What would you think about this? And I was like, yes, I am nervously saying yes. 
two pages of questions. Oh my lord. Okay. And I sat down and wrote them in like seconds. Okay. Whoa. Now I will preface that if you are not a superstar, you're going to want to be because we're going to have some more intimate questions for her over on the Patreon. (laughs) Intimate. I'm scared. I'm so scared. Okay. All right. Well, we will be getting to those 10 questions and I'm sure lots of, why do I feel cringy? Catherine, either put my mind at ease you or tell me, me you yes. trust me. I do trust you. You're like the only yes. person I would trust in you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get to those 10 questions and let's we're fed today on Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you've been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that will support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place because Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast. It's also your community on the go. We would love to have you connect with us outside of your podcast app. Wherever you're listening right now, go outside of the app. Come join us in one of our communities on social media. You can find us any time of the day or night on Facebook in the Sorta Awesome Hangout. Just go over to Facebook, search Sorta Awesome Hangout. You'll find us over there. I already mentioned our Instagram. Catherine does an amazing job of keeping the content just flowing over there to bring awesome to your feed on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. And I guess I need to mention, this isn't a social media thing, but I have totally forgotten to say this on the main Sorta Awesome show, but I have really revamped the old Sorta Awesome newsletter. Newsletter I started ages ago. I used to send it out regularly in the early days of Sorta Awesome, but it had kind of gotten neglected. It had fallen by the wayside. We have talked about it on social media, but I need to say it to all of the awesomes. The Sorta Awesome newsletter is now called So Awesome Sunday. That comes out every other week on Sunday evening. And basically my idea with So Awesome Sunday was to just get you something in your email inbox that's going to give you an awesome start to the week. So yes, it's kind of a recap of some things we've got going on and sort of awesome. Catherine, one thing I'm doing is putting in links from community conversations, either on Instagram or Facebook into the newsletter. And you even mentioned like, the last edition of the newsletter that came out, you're like, I didn't even see that thread, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about the Hangout group. It moves so quickly. There are so many posts, so many questions asked, so many fantastic conversations. It's hard for anybody to keep up with it. So I kind of wanted to give like a community recap in the newsletter. And there's also links to go like read things other places, find a recipe, listen to this album. It's really just meant to be like, Sundays need to take back the awesome, especially Sunday night as you're staring down a new week. Let's start it off awesome and let's start it off together. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for So Awesome Sunday. The next edition is coming out this Sunday, May 7th, as you're listening. So go and check it out. I will even put a link in the show notes for the last edition of So Awesome Sunday. So you can just kind of skim it and see if it's for you or if it's not. So Catherine, it was so funny because we were talking about it in the Hangout group and one of our awesomes was like, um, did I miss something? Like how, (laughs) when did this even start? 
I'm in the hangout. I'm paying attention to things, but I miss that we have a newsletter now. So that's my fault. That's on me. I forgot. I love it. <laughs> this last one was so good. I really liked it a lot. Thank you. These take a lot of time to put together, but I feel so energized when I get it sent out because it's so fun to find all of this stuff for the awesomes. Let's see. Okay. So we do have these questions that Catherine has composed to ask me so that I can kind of get my nerves in check. Let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you're new to Sorta Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about just whatever's making life a little more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, an app, a recipe, anything that's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Catherine, for your inaugural very first Awesome of the Week, my friend, what have you brought to the show? Well, actually, I feel like I get to bring Awesome of the Week's through IG, like I find recipes and I oh, yeah. love them. And I'm like, I've got to share. So also, if you all have something that you're loving the most, like you like the recipes or the gift guides or whatever we're bringing, let us know. Or if there's more ideas of stuff that you like, let us know because sure. you can message me, DM me on Instagram through Sort of Awesome and I want to bring you that. So, okay. I actually have two because I'm extra. Hey. These are two gifts that I was given. Mm. One of them's weird. One of them is just life-changing. I love it. Maybe I'm late to the game. It's kind of like, and I brought my props to show you. So mm. if you are listening a prop. or watching on YouTube, you get to see the props. Yes. If you ever use Scentsy products where it had like waxes that melted yes. and you had these different smells in your house. It's kind of like that, except it is just a... See, I brought my... Oh, you did. Yeah, I really did. Yes. It's a little lamp and it's a candle warmer is what it's called. Okay. And I purchased the, of course, Trader Joe's candles. Of yes. <laughs> my husband set it where it's on a timer and okay. so... At a certain time during the day, it comes on. It doesn't matter if you're gone. What? It doesn't matter if you're home because it's not like you have a lit candle. And yes. see how like it doesn't even have the wick. And you set it under there and then he has it on a timer. So then it turns off about 10 o'clock at night. Okay. And it just like, I don't even have to think about it. And it just smells at my whole house. So and I brought another candle to show you that oh bigger candles yes okay so the Trader Joe's candles are they're in the little tins those are pretty compact but you even put a big one under there so it's a candle warming lamp essentially right like it turns on it turns on the a light bulb that's a light bulb under there and then it just melts it and you don't have to worry about even I've touched the wax before. It's not even too hot. Like if your kids oh, stuck wow. their hand in it, okay. they're not going to like burn themselves. You tried it out just to make sure. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, I have to know if I'm, you know, going to be showing this. But there's different styles. There's glass lamps that are really pretty too. Okay. I will show you some links on Amazon because I'm going to show the glass ones that are really pretty. And they have like black and different colors. And this is so wonderful. And I'm telling you this, what are these? Like $3.99 or something, something like that. Yeah. Super cheap. I don't know. Something super cheap. Under $10 for sure for the Trader Joe's candles. Yes. yes. This thing lasts 
forever because it just melts and then the next day it's just melting it's not actually burning yes that would be so smart like if you had like a really bougie high price candle that you wanted to make last and last and last that would be such a great way to I do it. I have used too. this forever and look, it doesn't even look like I've used it. I know. I've used this for days and days and days. Okay, so that was your awesome of the week, but then you said you also you have a weird one. I have a feeling that was not the weird one. That was not the weird one. But now to be totally disclosed on everything, I did tell Meg about my awesomes of the week because I was like, is this too weird? Because it's kind of weird. <laughs> and I said we love weird. <laughs> I know. And so the reason why I have two things that are like gifts that were given to me is because it was my birthday at the end of March. So that's why I have like new awesomes of the week. Yes. Freshly awesome. Yes. But I've had like a month to try them out. So, you know, so my other one is I asked my mom to give me this for my birthday and she got mad at me. She was like, (laughs) that is the dumbest gift. (laughs) I am like a practical person. I love things that when I get it, I put it to work. Like it does something in my home for me. And she wants to get me a lot of little things that are like fluff stuff. And I'm like, I'd rather you spend the money and get something like I truly need. Okay. And this is interesting, <laughs> but I love it. Why? It is. <laughs> this looks like space age. I can't even talk about it. Okay. I wear a mouthpiece every night. Which is for snoring, for grinding, TMJ stuff. TMJ stuff. I have a lot of issues. So I have a mouthpiece. I brought all my props. What they give you at my TMJ clinic, they give you this. And so I would stick my mouthpiece. I'm sorry if this is gross, but I would just stick it in there with water. And then I had these little denture tablets that you would stick oh, in yeah. there and it would clean it. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. But it would clean it. Like right, it would right. just like sit in there. Okay. Yeah. So this is you fill it, there's a line, you fill it up to the water line and you close it. You put your little dentures, whatever your mouth tool is, your mouth tool. This, I think you can use it for Invisalign too. Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, but you can also, and I've used it for this, use it for your toothbrush, your toothbrush heads. Like if you have electronic toothbrushes. You can stick them in there. And so I just stuck it like half of it was sticking out, you know, like the toothbrush. But every once in a while, like before I have to change out my toothbrush, I'll clean it. So it just uses the water. It vibrates. It's like the sonic vibrations that cleans it. And then it's got a little light that turns on. That's the ultraviolet light or whatever that also cleans it. And you pull it out and... What is left is kind of gross and it really cleans it. And I have just loved it. I love like to know that my toothbrush is sanitized, that when I'm putting the mouth appliance in my mouth at night, it's like sanitized. Right. And so what I do is I run it. It runs for a few minutes. And then before I get in the shower, it's like done. And then I just pour out the old water, rinse out my mouthpiece stick it in there and then by night it's dried out and ready to wear again okay so that was my weird awesome of the week i wouldn't say it's weird it's a little niche it's like for a very specific thing that but some I of us have actually, in our lives. I know a lot of people that yes. have mouth appliances yes like you wouldn't think that people do but i mean between invisalign 
and just different things. There are a lot of people that have mouthpieces. It's not just me and my dentures. <laughs> not dentures, but that's what I feel like. And if you have dentures, this would be like a great Mother's Day gift. Honestly, if literally. Has dentures or yes. Anyway, so it was a different kind of awesome of the week, but it truly has changed my life. And I tell my mom, like, mom, you don't understand. I love this gift. And she's like, oh, I still think that's so weird. But OK, if you love it. I was like, I do. <laughs> OK, awesome of the week for me this week is one of the few times that something that an awesome created herself ended up being my awesome of the week. Now, plenty of times we talk about this all the time on Sort of Awesome, that those of us that are on the Sort of Awesome team will definitely like bring new awesome into our lives based on things that people share in the Awesome of the Week thread on Fridays and social media. But this time, it is an awesome created thing. I'm going to tell you that superstar awesome Heather just popped into the hangout last month with this amazing thing and just like Loki was posting about it. Here's what she said in the hangout. Does anyone want a life skills summer list for their tweens? She said, I hyper-focused for the last 24 hours on this project so my 11 and 12-year-olds can work on real-world things during school break. She said, I didn't come up with the idea on my own. She kind of picked what she liked from 15 to 20 different sources. She put links in it. She found links from old posts in the sort of awesome community. And she was just like, I made this weird little project and I thought you guys might like it too. Catherine, I opened the link that she shared for absolute free in the hangout. And I was like, oh my gosh, this checklist is beauty. It is art. It is like everything I've been wanting to figure out how do we teach our kids how to like do life stuff. You and I have talked about this plenty of times, like even things like how do you teach your kid? Like, how do you go up to a fast food counter and like order for yourself? Right. We do talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> And so very, very, very awesome. Heather has put together a list and I'm going to put a link in the show notes. You guys can go look at it. It is so great. Let me read you guys some of the things she put on there. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's so great. She has some like kind of big picture things like leave a place better than you found it. My kids could learn that. Oh my gosh. And it's for tweens, but I'm telling you, older teens could use this. Even like older elementary age, not quite to the tween years yet, but if they're kind of older, they're more mature, they could use it. Young adults could use it. There's things on here that I'm like, oh, maybe I need to learn how to do this. But so she has kind of like big picture things like that. Then she has really practical things like cancel a subscription after the free trial ends, which Catherine, I know is something you're really big about. How to bathe a dog, how to change a light bulb safely, how to open a tube of biscuits or cinnamon rolls that pop open. like. Hello. <laughs> we all need to know how to do that. I remember, I think this is why you and I talked about it. Our parents are boomers, for sure, like absolute boomer generation. So we were left to our own devices. We were left to learn and figure things out a lot for ourselves. And yet we tend to do a lot of things for our kids. So I was popping open those biscuit cans for sure by the time I was like 10 or 11 years old, for sure, maybe younger. I don't know if my kids would have any idea what to do with a can of biscuit dough. So, <laughs> that is awesome. The list just goes on and on. And for a lot of them, if you need like an outside resource, like one of the ones that she put on the list, which I thought was so good, was like how to learn how to disagree respectfully. And 
since that's kind of like a, you know, how do you teach someone how to do that? She has a link for that. There's a ton of them that have links that you can go watch yourself or even send your kids to just like send your kid the link and be like, here, watch this, how to reset a tripped breaker, which I technically know how to do. But I will confess that if there's a breaker in this house that's tripped, it needs to be reset. I definitely ask Kyle to do it because I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll shock myself or blow up the house. One of the two. (laughs) I don't think those happen. Yeah, I know. That's probably not in the realm of possibility, but I'm always scared to reset them myself. And she's got like a little YouTube link where you can just, this is how you do it. So again, this list is so awesome. I keep coming back to it. I'm definitely going to be implementing it for my older four as we move into thinking about the summer months, little projects for them to learn, just these life skills that you need to know how to do. Such a great list that you guys can go and check out. So we will put links in the show notes for all of our awesomes of the week. Of course, we want to hear what's awesome in your life. So come and find us on social media at Sort of Awesome Show on Instagram or the Sort of Awesome Hangout on Facebook. We would love to hear what's awesome for you. We're going to get to this list of 10 questions that Catherine has prepared when we come right back. Hey, Awesomes. So as you know, for the past number of years, we have been so fortunate to get to partner with great brands who support our work here at Sort of Awesome, and we are so thankful for those partnerships. But as often as I've gotten to share about our sponsors with you, I've really never gotten to share with you an in-depth conversation from one of these partnerships. And I am so excited to get to do that today. I am thrilled to introduce to you all Stacy Littlefield, who is going to tell us about her work at Red Remedies. Stacy, you are a master herbalist at Red Remedies. Tell me everything about what that means, what that entails. How did you find yourself in this line of work? Absolutely. I'm a master herbalist by education. So my undergrad degree is in biology. And then I have a master's degree in herbal medicine. So that kind of like bestows the title of, of master herbalist. I, I love to hear that. We are definitely all about promoting health every which way we can at Sort of Awesome. And so I wanted to talk to you about two products that Red Remedies that you've created with them there for them um, in particular. The first one that I have been taking and so enjoying is called Peaceful Mama. And this is kind of what something that we can bring into our lives to support stress management. Research shows that women experience stress differently from men. And I know this from having been pregnant a number of times and having all of these children that pregnant and nursing women are one of the most highly stressed populations and also a part of our population with the fewest options for stress management. And so I know that that was obviously on your mind as you were developing the formula for Peaceful Mama. First, tell us a little bit about the impact of stress on the female body. There are wide ranging impacts that chronic stress can have uh, on women in particular. And as you said, we experience stress differently from men. A lot of women will display physical symptoms of stress within their digestive systems. A lot of, you know, nervous stomach or frequent bowel movements or intestinal cramping, things like that. So when we look at the way women experience stress, we see far more women experience digestive symptoms. 
A lot of women also experience stress-related sleep disturbances. Chronic stress will disrupt a healthy sleep cycle. And if we're not sleeping well, we're not going to feel better the next day. But stress can also directly affect a woman's hormone balance. Chronic stress will change the levels of certain hormones like luteinizing hormone or follicular stimulating hormone that can disrupt menstrual cycles and have other impacts on menstrual irregularities. And chronic stress also has impacts on pregnancy and nursing. There's lots of research to show that psychosocial stress, which is the stress that everybody experiences, that's work, that's money, that's life, those can have negative impacts on pregnancy outcomes. But there's also pregnancy-specific stress, where the stress related directly to the pregnancy, because you're constantly, you know, thinking and worrying, at least, you know, I was when I was pregnant. It's like, oh, should I have eaten that? Should I have done that yoga pose? I slept on my back too long. I mean, it's like, they're not moving enough. So you're constantly worried, constantly. And that also has impacts related to pregnancy outcomes. And when it comes to nursing, nursing's not easy for everybody. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, we're supposed to breastfeed. So it's just comes naturally. No, it's work. It's work for mom. It's work for baby. I mean, chronic stress can dramatically disrupt your milk supply from day to day. It's been shown to change the nutritional content of breast milk, changes the immune protecting properties of breast milk. So there are so many different ways that stress can impact our bodies. And the fact is that chronic stress impacts every single body system in some way. Yes. So I'm sure all of that was part of what played into this formulation for Peaceful Mama. Again, my pregnancy and breastfeeding years are behind me, but you know, still got a lot of stress. We all do. Yeah. Nobody, that's just as you were saying, we're, none of us are immune from it and it impacts our bodies. Tell us a little bit about this particular formulation for the Peaceful Mama supplement, which again, I have been taking and have noticed a dramatic impact uh, for myself, but tell us what you've, what you put into it. So we were heavily focused on, like you said, creating a stress formula that was going to be safe for pregnant and nursing moms, because they're really isn't, wasn't anything out there before, so true before peaceful mama. I mean, Mm -hmm. so, and that's a group of women who are really vulnerable to the impacts of stress. And like you said, not a lot of options with my son, I was, uh, under a high risk pregnancy. I wasn't going out for jogs every day. All I could do was sit on my couch. I mean, so we need some ways to help protect these women. So we spent a lot of time looking at um, ingredients that could be used for stress. And we discovered a particular ingredient called lactium. So Mm. this is it's a bioactive peptide from milk, which is just fancy terms for a short chain of amino acids that is derived from milk. And what's really unique about this ingredient is that the toxicological studies show that it's suitable during pregnancy and nursing. And on top of that, it does help with our perceptions of stress because stress has a lot to do with our perceptions. The easiest way to put this is that lactium is able to 
help women prepare for those surprise stressors so that our emotional responses are the way we want them to be. You know, we want to show up in the best way possible for our kids. And Lactium is able to balance those stress mediators, create a sense of confidence and calm where the, your life is whirling around you, but you are centered, you're grounded, and you know what to do. Um, so it builds your emotional confidence and equips you to be able to handle those stressful situations better. Um, so that's that's the main ingredient. That is like probably the biggest thing that I've noticed since I started taking the Peaceful Moment, and I've been taking it for about six weeks, is I just feel like more even keeled. Just like when you said balanced, I was like, yes, that is the perfect word for it. I just feel very even. It's like, I don't feel dazed or anything like that. I feel totally like myself, just a little bit more chill, which is always good. And my family is thankful for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way we want to be. We want to be able to approach things as they are and not let that fight or flight response kind of disrupt what's really going on. You know, at Red, we we do formulas. So it's never just about one ingredient. You know, Peaceful Mama also has B vitamins so that our brains are ready to handle, yes. you know, the, the different neurotransmitter communications. And then we add botanicals to support the body systems where women experience the most stress-related symptoms. The digestive system provides some botanicals like lemon balm just to help with that nervous tension and give a greater sense of well-being and ease. I love to hear that again. That explains so much about my (laughs) experience with the Peaceful Mama. I want to talk to you about the other one that I know that you formulated with Red Remedies just for women, and it's called Rhythm and Flow. And our menstrual cycles are something that we talk about a lot here on Sorta Awesome. Again, women talking to women about the daily realities of life. We've also been talking a lot about those of us who are on the perimenopause side of life lately. Um, Something that I thought was so interesting, again, I've been taking this about six weeks. I absolutely can tell a difference in my experience of my cycles, the ups and downs, the chaos that it brings. One thing I thought was so interesting is I know a lot of um, interventions for any kind of issues that you're having with, especially like responsibility Responses, your body's response to your cycle. You maybe only take it for like half the cycle or at certain times. But I noticed that for rhythm and flow, you all suggest taking it daily. Yes. So I wondered if you could say a little bit more about how it works just with our bodies holistically and those fluctuations that we're all experiencing as, um, as we move through our cycle each month. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, our our hormones are supposed to rise and fall rhythmically throughout our cycles. It's a natural, you know, process. It's supposed to be that way. And rhythm and flow is designed to support those natural ebbs and flows in estrogen, progesterone, prolactin, you know, all of the different hormones. And when we look at like if we talk about PMS related issues, you know, that's yeah. a menstrual cycle thing. That's not related related to a specific hormone. It's not because, oh, I don't have enough progesterone or I don't have enough estrogen. It's really involves all of the hormones and the Mm. way that they interact with different neurotransmitters. So 
Rhythm and flow is designed to promote balance between all of those hormones. And the way we do that naturally is with botanicals like chase tree berry. So Mm -hmm. chase tree berry is working on the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland to balance the endocrine system as a whole. So you need daily support because our hormone levels are changing day to day, especially if you're in like perimenopause. That's when your hormones just kind of all over the place, you know, all over the place, all the time. (laughs) So, but there's still a way that we can support all of those different changes and all of the different communications. And so unlike those kind of acute um, interventions, like you mentioned, Um, those are designed to probably address a very specific thing that's happening at a very specific time in the month. Our goal is to prevent those things from happening. Our goal is to provide balance to the menstrual cycle as a whole so that women don't experience those PMS-related issues during the luteal phase. So we need to balance the entire cycle, not just look at, let's look at these three days and provide support for these three days and then think that the issue just magically goes away and then reappears for just those three days. It's it's a month-long issue. That's kind of how we we built Rhythm and Flow. That makes so much sense. And I am so thankful that you took the time to come and talk to us about these because I would have not begun to know the science of how <laughs> this works. I can tell from my personal story. And I am so, so, so eager for our awesomes who are listening to check these products out and try them too. Because again, I've noticed such a huge difference in my daily experience of life because of the Although, like I can, I can read, you know, the words that Red Remedies might send over, but to have you come and tell us the science behind what we're talking about and how it works has been so helpful. Well, good. I'm glad that it's been helpful, and I'm I'm happy to to be able to to speak to you and your listeners about this topic. Absolutely, yes. So we have worked together with Red Remedies, you guys. You know, we've got you a deal. You guys can go directly to the Red Remedies website, which is red, R-E-D-D, remedies.com, and use the code AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E, and you're going to get 20% off of Peaceful Mama, of Rhythm and Flow, if you want to check those out. And honestly, you guys, that code will work on any Red Remedies products that you want to try. So again, it's code AWESOME at redremedies.com. We'll have a link in the show notes for you. Stacy. again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming and explaining these things to us. Um, it's so fun to hear from like a master herbalist. Like that is, I think, a first here on Sorta Awesome. So thank you so much for coming and being with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. We are back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm feeling a little squirmy. Although as we've started talking, Catherine, I admit I've kind of like shook it out a little bit, feeling a little more relaxed. You have 10 questions that you just sat down and just like brainstormed it all out onto paper to ask me. Yes. Good old fashioned pen and paper list. I guess we should just dive right in. Okay. Okay. My first one is, and I might have to explain this and explain what mine is, but what dream call are you waiting for? So mine right now is I'm just waiting for Taylor Swift to call me to be her backup dancer. <laughs> and I don't understand why I haven't received the call yet. 
but I really feel like she should be calling me. And that's like a dream call, you know, obviously Oprah calling me would be great too. But just like, what is a dream call that you're like, I'm waiting? Okay, so obviously, I think we can both say anything that we pick up the phone and Taylor's on the other line. Like, she could be asking me to be her permanent cat sitter. And I'd be like, the answer is yes. Like, say no more. I'm there. So having said that, a dream call for me, I know this is kind of so silly, but this has been like a sort of like daydream of mine for many years. So a dream call would be like somebody, a producer of a radio show calling and being like, we've got this radio show. It's on this station. You are the person we want you to come and host it. I love the idea as much as it's so funny. It's such, I'm such a contradiction because I love podcasts because editing exists. And so if you make a mistake, you can go back and fix things or whatever. But I also love the idea of being live and talking to people and like running a show and interacting with people live in the moment, I think would be so fun. So that would be my dream call. A radio producer from some radio station offering me a job. See, and this is exactly why I came up with these questions, because I feel like, you know, you do so many wonderful podcasts, but we want to get to know you. Mm, and sometimes that's like, scary. Well, your, whenever you used to do your blog. <laughs> There was a lot that you would talk about yourself. And I feel like we don't really get as much about you. And that's why, as your best friend, I was like, people want to know more about you. So what you're saying is I've been very effective at putting up my Enneagram 9 force field around myself where I can just deflect things back to other people and keep all of my secrets to myself until this moment. Okay, what's the next question? Until this moment. Okay, the next question is, what do you consider yourself an expert in? I do think, speaking of being an Enneagram 9, I do think I'm an expert diplomat. Even if it's refereeing fights amongst my kids, or if I'm looking at like some kind of situation where communication needs to happen, especially if it it doesn't involve me directly having to confront someone. Exactly. Because that's your nine. Yeah, exactly. But when your child was going through the thing with the relationship thing, we like we're talking back and forth and bouncing ideas off of like, what do we say kind of situation. I do think I am an expert at hearing all of the perspectives in any given situation, even the not tense ones. I mean, I say being a diplomat, but I do think even in situations that are not necessarily like high stakes or tense, but I can hear what everybody's saying, and I just can kind of intuit, here's how to communicate this information to these different parties, if that makes sense. I love that. And Mm -hmm. I do think it's very related to having this nine mindset that can't help but to see everybody's perspectives all the time. And I also believe that that's why the Hangout is such an amazing community, because you have set the perimeters of what it needs to be and how it's a safe place. And I love that people can come in now and ask questions anonymously. I love that part. And I mean, people ask real questions. Real life. Real questions. Mm -hmm. But also, it's not the kind of community where there's going to be like all of this cattiness. Right. Just rude comments. It's not that. It's just so much like encouragement and love. And you have made that and provided that. Thank you. That shows why you're the expert. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I also do think kind of related to that. I don't know if I would say expert, but I do think I'm really good at 
creating community and nurturing community. I don't even know how to say like why I'm good at that, but it is something that I just sort of keep doing (laughs) over time. So there's that too. That's really hard. That's a hard question, okay, to answer. What do you think you're an expert in? Well, I thought that you were going to say just the Enneagram. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm hardly an expert in that. No, you've spoken. You have been paid to speak about it. I know, but there's other people that are (laughs) definitely expert level. Right. I'm not saying like you have a master's and it's just like, what do you feel like you could talk about all day long and you're an expert in? I would say something, and I know I've already told you this before, but with my daughter having both pandas and pans, which pandas is pediatric. Well, I'm not going to say the whole thing, but it's where your brain is on fire Mm -hmm. because it has, with pandas, it's because your child got strep Mm -hmm. and their brain is inflamed. With pans, it can be any virus, which she had mycoplasma pneumonia. And it inflames the brain and overnight, mm-hmm. your child looks like a different person. Yes. And this happened in first grade for her. And she is now going into ninth grade and she is doing wonderful. We got the help right when we needed it. But I feel like I had to deep dive oh, yes. into learning so much about it that I feel like... You are a huge pandas and pans an expert. expert. Yes. I have people reaching out to me all the time, like, I have this friend, you know, can I connect you with them? They have questions. I'm like, sure. So I think that would be mine. Yes, absolutely. It's not something I wanted to be. Nobody wants to be, but you are. And you're a great advocate, both for your daughter, obviously, but also for that community of parents and families that have been affected by it. Yes. And overnight, your child can all of a sudden have anxiety separation anxiety like my child like when she was born she was like goodbye mom like she didn't need me and then all of a sudden overnight she had verbal tics she had OCD oh yes Mm -hmm. she wouldn't go to school like it was just the whole thing so anyway I just want you to know that if you don't know about pandas and pans and you ever see yourself with knowing or hearing of a child that changes overnight it is something that you need to really look into. And I'm so grateful for one of my friends that knew about it. And that weekend, I told her what was going on. And she was like, I'm not telling you this is what it is, but just look into this. And I'm so grateful because there are people that go years without even knowing about it. That's so right. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Okay. The next one is what does a perfect day look like for Mm. you? (laughs) Okay. This is hard. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, is this with I know. Which your family's always home mostly. So. It's always- but yes, like we'll say a weekend maybe. Okay. All right. I mean, our family has a ton of togetherness time because my husband Kyla and I both work from home and we homeschool three of our kids. And so, yes, I do think over the course of a weekend perfectly spent. There would be a combination of like, maybe I like wake up in a hotel by myself or an Airbnb and I have just like some true, actual, alone decompression time, not worrying about anybody needing me for just a few hours would be so great. I am wildly extroverted, as are you, but I do still like to be alone. Like extroverts do sometimes what a hot minute to just be by themselves. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I think it would start out in a space where things were taken care of for me instead of me taking care of everything. Some time by myself to read or watch movies or just do something completely alone. And then I know this sounds so cheesy, but truly some of the highlights of my days, my weeks are being on microphone with somebody. It is my favorite thing that has really sustained sort of awesome for eight years is the fact that I just love being on microphone with people. I love seeing faces and recording and talking and all of that that goes into it. So I would, even though it's work, I would put that into the schedule somehow, some way to be on mic with someone. And even though, you know, I might want to start out the day by myself, I definitely think just like relaxed time with family would be fun. Maybe a little family movie situation. I love to watch movies with the kids, especially movies from like our childhoods that they experience for the first time and just hear their reactions. When Daisy, <laughs> Daisy and I watched Clueless together. Oh, I love it. I know, right? Isn't it the most precious movie? She thought it was so creepy that Cher and what's Paul Rudd's character's name in that movie? I can't remember. I don't the know. The but you know, I have a Paul Rudd. Story. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? You have a Paul Rudd story? You don't know my Paul Rudd story? Do I? Now you have to tell me. Okay, that is totally next. But Wait. tell me what you're going to say. Is it a story in the vault or is it is it available for public conception? <laughs> it's available. <laughs> it's totally available. Like he might be reaching out to you. <laughs> Kidding. Okay, whatever. I cannot remember his character's name. It is escaping me right now. I can't remember either. When she watched it and, you know, he's not actively her stepbrother, but he was her stepbrother. She was right. like, that okay, is that so gross, mom. Like, I just don't even understand why you love this movie. So it's so fun to see our kids' reactions to things that were important to us when we were kids. And then probably I would love to cap off the evening with just like a girl's night of either going out to eat or just meeting for dessert or a glass of wine or something to connect with friends. I was going to say like sitting like on your back. Yes. was just like our husband yeah. and you and I together. Yes. Like that was just like the best night. That's been a few months, yeah. but oh, I love that. I do too. So sitting and visiting with people somehow, some way, I love when my friend groups cross over and everyone's together and they're talking and I just love to see people just making those connections and stuff. So yeah, it would be a blend of alone time and peopling. Nothing exciting, honestly, comes to mind. That's probably really boring. People are like, wow. No, but are you going to make that happen <laughs> where you get to go like somewhere and be alone? I mean, I know you did for Taylor, the Airbnb, but I think I wasn't alone. by myself, though. I know you were not. That's what I'm saying. You need to do something alone. Yes, yes, yes. Your birthday's coming up. It is coming up next month. Well, tell me your Paul Rudd story. What's happening? Okay, like I have to tell this. Like I have a friend that's still like any article about Paul Rudd, which we haven't talked in years, but he'll just send me these articles because he laughs about it. I met my husband when I was 24. And also engaged same year. It was all pretty fast. But I told him, which I wasn't really like this. I don't really feel like my personality is totally like this. But I just told him one day. And this was before. Okay, you got to understand. This is 21 years ago. Paul yeah, Rudd yeah. was not no, no. the Paul Rudd that he right. is now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I told my husband, I was like, I am in love with Paul Rudd. I know I'm in love with you. 
but like <laughs> celebrity wise, yes, I am in love with Paul Rudd. And when you look back, I mean, he's pretty dorky and stuff, yeah, you know, compared to like. But people now know him, and people did not even know who he was. I mean, I don't. I mean, except for maybe like Clueless, literally. Except for Clueless, but people didn't know who he was. Yeah. But I was like, I am in love with him. Okay. So he just thought that was funny. We always joked about it, and he would be like, "Well, but if Paul Rudd was here, then you know, (laughs) you'd want to be with him." I'd like, yeah. Okay. So fast forward. I don't know where we're going on our honeymoon. It was a surprise to me. But then he wanted to be a total surprise. But a month before our wedding, I find this folder in his house. And not that I'm looking. That sounds like I'm looking. It was just on the bed in our guest okay. bedroom. Okay. And I'm moving in stuff. Okay. Yeah. We weren't living together yet, but I'm just moving in stuff. And it said Kauai. I literally had never heard of Kauai. <laughs> So he's like, great. Now, you know, I was like, now I know what? And he's like, that we're going to Hawaii. I'm like, what? (laughs) Were you like, is Kauai the same as Hawaii? I was like, what is Kauai? (laughs) And he's like, Hawaii. And I was like, we're going to Hawaii. Because I literally thought we would go to like Lake Texoma, which is like a (laughs) lake here in Oklahoma slash Texas. Because we didn't have the money. And so I am in the shock. But the reason why he was an engineer, now turned realtor, but yeah, <laughs> he traveled so much that he had all these free miles. So that's how we had to oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was free. So, but I didn't know about all these miles and everything. So anyway, all that to say, we're in Hawaii on this boat. It's a catamaran. Is that what it's called? Catar- catamaran is boat. a boat. Now, yes. do you remember the story? That I do remember the story now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I look over and Paul Rudd is on the boat with us. And I am just, I can't tell you, like my mouth couldn't have fallen more to the floor. (laughs) And he's with his girlfriend, I think, or is it his girlfriend at the time? I don't know, but he's with a woman and they're laying on like the front. And I have a picture because I was like, (laughs) no one's going to believe this. I was like, Paul Rudd was on my honeymoon. He was with us on our honeymoon. And it's just the craziest story because out of all people, I mean, like now people know who Paul Rudd is, but no one even knew who I was talking about. And I'm like, and he's on. And no one was even going up to him. Like, that's what I'm saying. No one knew who he was. Except for me and Clueless. And sorry, that was a long story. No, you like manifested Paul Rudd to your (laughs) honeymoon. I'm like, man, I should have manifested Oprah or something. (laughs) Yes. I didn't even know I was going to Hawaii, you know? Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Okay, so my next one is, I know that you struggled with postpartum depression after Mm -hmm. the twins Mm -hmm. were born. What are some signs that we can be looking for family or friends to know how to direct them? Because I know you didn't think that you had it. You know, we all knew that there was some stuff going on with you. We could all like sense it and feel it. But I know it was also like, it's hard to bring up to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I knew exactly that that's what you were going through. Mm-hmm. But like, I knew there was something. But yeah. like, how do you approach it? And what are some signs? There is a huge difference between obviously baby blues and postpartum depression. I had baby yes. blues. I would yeah. just be like, I remember I was like eating some chili that a friend brought me. And I was crying into the chili. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying, you know, and it was just oh, yeah. like, 
I would yes. just be crying for no reason. Now that's different than what you had. So yes. tell us more. So years ago, and I'm going to dig up a link to put it in the show notes. Years ago, we did a whole episode. Awesome. Katie Pace and I talked about our postpartum depression experiences. We brought in some expert voices because this is so important to me. My biggest sign and symptom of postpartum depression was not something I ever associated with postpartum depression. And that was anger to the level of being absolute rage. And I think that that's really hard to talk about as women, as mothers. When you say it out loud, you sound like even now when I'm saying it 10 years later, the twins are 10 now, a decade later, I still feel uncomfortable saying it because if you say I'm a person who's having a lot of problems with rage, you think like they're going to take my kids away. Like this is unsafe. And there were times when I did feel like I was unsafe. Not And the weird thing too was like, I thought postpartum depression was like you were too sad to take care of your baby or babies in my case. And I did not experience and postpartum depression. Any mental health condition can look so many different ways. So I would never sit here and be like, this is everything you need to look for. But to me, I thought, well, I'm breastfeeding twins. I'm, you know, baby wearing them. I'm getting us up. I'm taking showers. I'm washing my hair. I'm like doing all of these things. I can't be depressed, but I have like these uncontrollable fits of just being so rage filled anger. And it very rarely had to do with the twins themselves. It would be other things were happening that I would just be so out of control, angry. And it was really scary, but I didn't know like what was happening. I thought at the time that I was like going through some kind of grieving process because I was like grieving a lot of practices from how I parented my daughters. But no, it was really, truly postpartum depression. I also had some postpartum anxiety, which I did not realize at the time was postpartum anxiety, but I became fixated on the idea that someone was going to break into our house and kidnap one of my daughters, which now I say, I'm like, That's, that sounds cuckoo. <laughs> and believe me, it felt cuckoo at the time, but I could not. I would have this fear every single night when I was going to sleep. I would almost not be able to fall asleep because I was just sure that somebody was going to break into our house like Elizabeth Smart style and kidnap well, one that's of our what, daughters. I think that that's what we grew up with. And so yeah. we do think I did too. I mean, not to your extreme. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Just like that fixation on it. I just could not get it out of my mind. I would wake up first thing in the morning, like almost like, <gasps> like in the morning and wake up like that and run to their room across the hall to make sure they were both still in their room. Like it just like took over my life. So those are some ways, like, I feel like, Baby blues is a normal hormonal shift that happens. And you should talk to your own healthcare provider about what is a normal length of time for that. But I'm telling you that it was like six months in and I was having these things happening and going on and never connecting because I had two children that I didn't have postpartum depression with at all. I had completely normal postpartum experiences with it. And I would say that too. That every birth is different in every recovery, every postpartum time is different. So don't think that just because you had two totally normal postpartum experiences, that that means that you can never have postpartum depression and vice versa. I do think if you've had it in the past, I had it a little bit after Nico, but after Nico was born, I knew what to look for. So I started getting treatment in advance. So that makes a difference too. So that's my big thing. 
Like if you're having symptoms, if things are happening in your life, if you're feeling like I am not myself, then talk to your care provider because I promise either they will listen to you or you find somebody who can advocate alongside you and find somebody who will listen. But most postpartum care providers are extremely sensitive. They have a screening test. They're sensitive to the symptoms that are happening and they want to get you help. And the sooner you can get some help, the quicker you can feel like yourself again. And also, I mean, I would just say kind of like what you said anyway, just in any mental health, like not even postpartum, if you're feeling different, like you are totally not a person of anger or rage. That no, is I'm never not. I repress it. Well, I know. Every I mean, day of my life. <laughs> not a word I would put for you. When I went through therapy, my therapist was like trying to get me to go through anger because I'm not like that either. Like she was like, you've got to get angry about this. I'm like, how? You know, like, I don't know how. And if you're feeling any different than what you've ever known, and it feels different, and it feels like you can't say it out loud. Yep. Then Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely a wake up call and something, you know, to look into and to ask about and not feel anything weird about asking or nervous about asking. Because the more, like you said, you were on top of it with Nico, and just the more you can be on top of your own mental health. So wonderful. Yes. All right, let's do one more for right now. Okay. What is one of your biggest accomplishments? Oh, well, besides... We're not going to say sort of awesome. Well, we're not. I was going to say nope. besides. Besides sort of awesome. Okay. Well, I do consider keeping sort of awesome running for eight years a huge accomplishment. It is. When I very first started, I was coming off of closing my blog, which I'd had for eight years. Oh, I never never realized the symmetry of that until just now. But I had gotten more and more sporadic and more and more flaky. Flaky is a word I used to label myself as a lot. I really had this narrative, this story I told myself that I was a flaky person, that I was unreliable, that I couldn't be counted on for consistency. And so even when we just had been doing Sword Awesome for like six months, I was like, whoa, we're really, really doing this every single Friday for a year. And then it's kept going and going and going. So that is a huge accomplishment for me in terms of like, I don't tell myself those stories anymore. That's not part of my narrative that I'm, you know, inconsistent or whatever. Okay. So tell me more about what you're saying with being flaky. Because you weren't consistent with the blog is what you're saying? Well, I mean, I felt like that was one thing that I was inconsistent with, but I would just like look at my life. I would look at projects that I had started and never finished. I would look at my still to this day, very scattered approach to communication with like friends and keeping up with people and making plans and those types of things and just feel like I'm just a flaky person but I don't think that about myself. You're not that at all. I can still be a little flaky with communication. I will say that. (laughs) A little hit and miss on communication. (laughs) But, oh my gosh, biggest accomplishment, like I would say probably family life in terms of bringing five humans into this world, nurturing them through their various stages, needs, all of that that we do on the daily to be able to do that consistently for 18 years is feeling like a pretty big accomplishment too. And one of my questions kind of that 
is going into what you're saying is I feel like you are so good at meeting your kids where they are. I was thinking about this the other day, like, I mean, I'm like almost like mine are getting, they're both about to be in high school. Yeah. They're going away. You have a child that's about to be four is your youngest. Like you literally still have it so spread out. And sometimes it's hard to even remember that. Like you still have like little kids, you know, and you're like laughing. You're like, I remember it. But I mean, I'm just saying like you don't, every single day. <laughs> yes, but you don't act like it. Yeah. I would say that you do meet your kids where they are at. So I was going to say this is kind of like one of the questions, but like what is one way that you connect with your teenagers that you think you do a good job? And okay. then also maybe with the twins and then with Nico. Okay. Well, and let's just go Kyle. right into it. <laughs> Well, Kylie, and I, that's the easiest in terms of like, we're both adults and we're not having to parent each other, you know? So like we do sit down every day at around two in the afternoon and just debrief and discuss. We call it our debrief time. And we talk about what our workday was like, what's going on with the kids, schedule stuff. Like sometimes we'll even talk about like current events, news headlines, blah, blah. So we do, do have that. Do you fight much? Do Kyla and I fight? Yeah, believe it or not, we do. Is it usually about the kids or money yes. or what is it usually about? I would say 99% about the kids. <laughs> we do fight. And I think that's been a recent thing in our marriage as I have let loose of, I've released some unhealthy patterns of behavior in my life about not speaking up, about not ever showing anger, like literally it's been unhealthy how much I know this about how, you know, little I've allowed myself to be angry. So as I've really given myself permission to like really speak up for myself, it does cause more tension in the moment. But in a lot of ways that has created a lot of growth in our marriage is actually having fights has allowed us to work through some stuff. That daily communication, that's just like, unless one of us is gone, it's just like, it's a standing appointment. So there's that. With Nico, it's, again, it's pretty easy. Like he's up in my business all the time. <laughs> he's, he's your home. errand buddy. Like he he's came my over errand to my buddy yesterday. Yes. Yeah. He was running errands with me yesterday. Nico and I are both Geminis. We're both very extroverted. He's up in my business. We're just like, I don't know. We have a very special connection. I feel like, like we get each other on a lot of levels. The twins, as they have gotten older, now they're 10, it's been more of a struggle, I would say, all 10 years with them because they are into things that I am not interested in at all. Like, you know, whether it was the Marvel Universe or Lego or Minecraft and, you know, it's all of these different things they are super into Roblox. Like everyone in my house is a gamer except for me and Nico. <laughs> and I'm sure Nico will be at some point. But one fun thing is the twins love to watch movies and they really think that 80s and 90s movies are so fun. So we have really found a connection point watching movies and talking and they love, love, love to ask me, especially JK. He's very interested in what I was into when I was a kid. So he'll ask me about those things and we'll talk and we'll look up like old things on YouTube or whatever that I can show him. And so that's been really fun. As they've gotten older, and their awareness of like pop culture has kind of expanded. That's been a good connection point for me with the twins, especially now Kyle connects with them so easily about gaming stuff. Kyle loves video games and did when he was a kid. And so, oh my gosh, 
the twins are super into Nintendo stuff right now, which is what, you know, our generation kind of grew up playing. And so they ask him like tons of questions about Nintendo games and this and that and speed running Super Mario Brothers. Like they just can you talk. You can kind of like so sneak long. out of the room. Just, <laughs> just like, just like, can I handle that? I just like quietly <laughs> get up and just like shuffle quietly out of the room. Yes. <laughs> okay. With the girls and with teenagers in general, even though I just alluded to how hard it can be when it's kids who get into a thing and you just don't care about it. With teens, I feel like as they become more mature and can have more high level conversations about the things they're into, I am telling you over and over, even if you're like not that super interested in it, just sit with them while they do a thing or experience a thing. So like watching movies, watching YouTube videos, saying yes to things that you really are okay with, like lower stake things. For example, Mm -hmm. AJ loves to change the color of her hair. When I was growing up, my mom did not allow me to color my hair, even just like a normal color at home. She was like, no, this is not for kids to do. And I had this thing in my mind, like kids should not be coloring their hair. Yeah. And once I finally let go of that and I was like, kids everywhere. And I go pick her up at school, like all the kids have different colored hair. You know, I just had to like let go of that. And so we color her hair together. I'm always like, if this gets messed up, don't get mad at me. I'm not a colorist. But she loves it. It's like this bonding time for us when we're doing all these crazy things with her hair. She's always loved that with you and makeup and stuff. Yes, all of that stuff. Same with Daisy. You know, she's very introverted and a little bit more private. And so it's kind of harder to draw her out. But music, music is another thing. Like I've gotten so many great music recommendations from the girls that I wouldn't have sought out on my own, but I'll just be like, what are you listening to these days? And they'll tell me and I'll go check it out. And we bond over, AJ's a huge Frank Ocean fan. I had never really been into his music, but she gave me some starter songs and we'll talk about Frank Ocean lyrics together. Like, I think just allowing yourself to be open to learning new things through your kids and alongside them goes a long way. Just showing that you care about what they're into can really be a great place of connection with older kids, even though they like to spend most of their time <laughs> in their room yes. doing their own thing. If you can just like grab onto a little thing and that's normal. And it is, it's hard. Like my kids sometimes want to talk at night and I yes. am like not a good person to talk to after like 8 PM. I'm just like, I'm a more of a morning person. So I would like to talk to you or, you know, any time of the day, but it's hard. So I have to really push myself. And I remember when my son was little and he would talk to me about Pokemon and it was like he was speaking a different language. I was like, I have no idea, but I would sit there and he would show me the cards and he would talk about them. And I would sometimes be planning what I was going to be making for dinner that week Mm -hmm. because I really couldn't understand it. And literally just, but I wanted to still be, you know, Yes. Asking questions. I mean, I list, I totally did listen enough where I could ask him questions about right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But he just loved it. He loved telling me about it, even though I had no idea what was going on. And I think you're so good at that. And another thing I was going to say that I really think that you're good at is, you know, like you have the planned date with AJ where you guys mm. you know, get together on the yeah. weekend on Friday nights and just go drive around and talk. You really are so good at meeting them where they are. Thank you for saying that. That has been such a great ritual for us to look forward to our Friday night drives. She loves to go downtown. 
she's like such a city girl and we'll just drive around and listen to music and talk. And I find that those times when it's just me and her, she's like a really, you know, she's a middle child of five kids. She has a really strong resistance to talking to me when we're going to get interrupted. She doesn't like that. And so when it's just her and I in the car, she has my full attention. I mean, I'm driving, but we're just talking. And she has like really unpacked a lot of things that I don't know when she would have shared with me otherwise. So I think, you know, Jen Hoffman was on the show recently and she talked about the importance of planning that alone time, especially, I don't, I don't care how many kids you have. Life is busy. If you have one kid, if you have eight kids, life is busy. So planning that intentional time, you don't have to spend money. If it's going on a drive for, you know, half an hour, get a sonic drink and go drive around town a little and talk. Just something that can show them like, I am here, like we're in this together, I think goes a long way. All right, well, let's take a little break. Catherine has even more questions for me when we come right back. We are back and today. My best friend, Catherine, is asking me all kinds of questions. Catherine, this has been so much less painful than I thought, but I know you do have some more serious ones for our superstars, so maybe I shouldn't speak too soon. <laughs> but you said you have a few more that are just kind of like quick, just like kind of off the cuff ones. Let's hear them. Okay. What's one thing that you love deep diving into on TikTok? or the internet that you haven't ever talked about? Like it could be like pimple popping and like no one knows, but you like it. Like, I know you talked about, what's it called? Architectural Digest. Oh yeah. I and then you were like, I, that's not even something that you thought that you would love, but then you yeah. like went into this deep dive. What's something that you can tell us that we don't know? Can I just tell you that I feel like in this day and age, <laughs> well, my favorite thing to deep dive is not a really super popular topic, but I feel like in this day and age, you could know everything you need to know about a person if you were just like, give me your phone, I'm opening your TikTok, what comes up on your FYP? Like, I would be, <laughs> I would be more protective of that. I'm like holding my phone. I was going to say, I need Please. to erase all of your history. Yes. I would be more protective of that than a lot of my texts. Maybe this should have been the superstars question. <laughs> Maybe so. My TikTok is mostly, mostly, mostly about romance novels. I'm trying to think of like what else because something we don't know. Yeah. Okay. So everyone knows that I am very into Taylor Swift. And as you know, like 95% of my TikTok feed is Taylor Swift, but something that is not popular, but I am like obsessed with is like queer readings of Taylor's lyrics. You got me started. I know that fit into this sort of like Gaylor Swift umbrella of interacting with her life and her work and her music like the deep dive possibilities are unending there I will say that I genuinely have at first I was kind of like oh yeah Taylor's just she writes good lyrics that's why people you know really have respected her over time but now that I've listened to so much of her discography the way that she embeds callbacks in current lyrics back to other songs and like you see the same motifs and themes like it has reignited my inner English major to where I almost can't just like listen to a song as just like, this is a great bop, you know, like I'm like thinking about the lyrics, not only applying them to her life, which is a whole subset of being a Taylor fan in general, but also looking at how her songs and lyrics and topics have evolved over time. And like I said, these different callbacks to different songs and different albums and Somebody on TikTok 
gave this analogy that for Taylor fans like us, I feel like that are the deep divers, this is as a comparable comparison to be like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where you've got the original comics, you've got the movies, you've got the, you know, spinoff shows, and they it all fits together. And there's like so much you can explore if you want to be all in on the Marvel Universe. I feel like that's how it is in Swiftianity. <laughs> like, you can either just like listen to the songs and be like, this is a great song, or you can like go all the way into all of the analysis and stuff. And so I've recently been interested in the queer interpretations of her lyrics, but that's just one subset of ways that you can do like a literary critique of Taylor Swift lyrics. She's literally a mastermind. She's literally a mastermind. Well, I wanted to tell mine. Okay, this one, people would be like, this is strange, but it is something I actually love. I love watching birthing videos. What? Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Live this is the births. first I've heard of this. Yes. Live like births? Water birth, home births, hospital births, all the things. And my kids, like, I've had to explain to them because they will walk by and hear women screaming. Oh my God. And so I just love it because in another life, I would love to be like a midwife or a lactation oh, specialist. Like you would have been a great doula dream. for sure. Yes. Like Enneagram to ESFJ, like you would have been an amazing doula or midwife or somewhere. Like I think like. that I could deliver a baby just from as much as I've watched. <laughs> watched it. Not kidding. When you say like live, do you mean like people are going onto social media and live streaming births no, or you're like just like videos. watching a recording. Okay. 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 Gosh, if they have that, tune me in. I would love it. It won't come up on my feed. That's for sure. <laughs> no, but I, yes, I am just all about that. Okay. Okay. What is one thing you think that the awesomes don't know about you? And that was actually one of mine is that I am like watch birthing videos like a crazy person. Yeah. Do the awesomes not know about me? I don't know, Catherine. I've been doing this so long. I feel like I have laid all my secrets bare. But there could be something new about you. It doesn't have to be a secret. I've literally. I know. I'm not even thinking of secret stuff. I'm like, what have I not talked about? Hmm. Honestly, I'm very, very, very serious when I say I really can't think of anything right now that people would be surprised about. I think one thing that I could think of is that you do not, and I've told you this before, but like you don't see yourself as like someone that someone else would be excited to see. Like, oh, when no. people have noticed you like in a store or something like that. You're like, why would they think that that was cool? And I'm like, I mean, it's hard for me because like I've known you for however many years, like I can't remember, but seventh grade. Eighth yeah. Grade. But I can imagine what it's like because I, you know, listen to podcasts or mm -hmm. my, yeah. I'm like, oh, it feels like, and people think that they know you. And I am like that with people to the point that like, if I see them in person, I'm like, I already know them. And I remember even just when you and I weren't as close, but I would like read your blog. And like, sometimes you wouldn't even tell me these like huge things and I'd read them on your blog. And I'm like, I didn't even know this big thing. I mean, most of the things I knew, but I'm just saying like, something would happen. I'd be like, I didn't even know that happened, but I read it on your blog. 
you know? Yeah. Now, that doesn't really that's... happen at all now, but because I know before other people do, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think that yeah. people know you and they respect you so much, but you don't think that you're like this person that people would look up to or be excited to meet. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and I just think that's funny. And I've always told you that. I think that's one thing. Do you think that's a nine thing? Nines are, you know, sort of notoriously don't really believe their presence matters, like in the world, just like as a matter of fact. And so do you think that that's sort of like just my nine shining through? Because a lot of people that are close to me are nines and they're all like that. And they're like, so amazing. And it's like, I feel like I have to pull out that, like how awesome they are at something or whatever. And, and I'm not saying you're not confident because you are, but you'd be like, why would that person be like excited to come up to me in Walmart? Like, that's so weird. And I'm like, because they saw you and, you know, it is so funny because like, I listen to podcasts. I know that there are podcast hosts. If I ran into them in the wild, I would freak out. Yes. So I understand the experience of it. I do think it's interesting. Yeah. But I've kind of like had to explain (laughs) it to you because early on. Yeah. I I do think it's because I do love to do this and it feels so natural to me, except for when I was teaching. Teaching and being on microphone are the two things that in my life have felt the most natural to me. Like no effort, all vibes. I can just like, move into this space where it's just like, this is the most normal thing for me to be doing. The only other time I've ever experienced that besides being on microphone is when I was teaching. And so I think that because of that, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal to make a podcast and to have done it for so long and have all these conversations and all this stuff out there about me in the world. Like, when I say that, it's just because it feels so natural to me. Like, I'm not trying to diminish the work that we do. It just feels normal. Because then you are excited. Like, you email me, you're like, I can't wait to talk to you and all this. And I'm like, I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> but you were like, I can't wait to like talk to you on the microphone. And I'm like, I literally just saw you yesterday. But like, you are so passionate, like you said earlier, about being on the microphone. And so I think it just comes so natural that you don't feel like it's right. something that someone would be like excited yes, to exactly. meet you or something. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my last question, right? I thought that was the last one. Okay. (laughs) Was it not? No, it probably, we've got one more. This will be the last one and it can be fast. What is one more big goal that you have for yourself? It can be anything, like it doesn't have to be anything huge. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting that like so much of my, when I'm like daydreaming about things, it's almost always about the work that I do in the world, which still is constantly a surprise to me. My biggest goal is like, I want to understand and learn how to and be a content creator on video. I mean, like YouTube is the platform of choice right now. But like, that's the thing I want to like sort of conquer that in the way that it's so comfortable and normal for me to be on the microphone that I feel like this is the next sort of evolution of that is I really don't want it to be so unnatural and uncomfortable for me. I want to get comfortable with it. I want to think about in terms of like, how do people experience video? We've been hearing for years that more and more people are like looking for video content, like they like it, that's what they want. And I think that the explosion of TikTok starting in 2020, I mean, it's already big with the kids, but for like 
everybody I know, for the most part, either has TikTok on their device or at least knows how to watch a TikTok. You know what I mean? Even if they don't have it on their phone. Like my goal is to be able to find my place and find ease and find comfort in being on video the way I have with being on microphone. I love it. Well, and my mom, 74 years old, she comes over and the kids laugh every time out loud when she says this, but she's like, oh my goodness, on TikTok yesterday. <laughs> she says TikTok. And it's always about how she saw, how she heard or saw something about how you can like heal some kind of like foot fungus or something. Oh, like no. we have nothing. Not foot fungus. Yeah. It's like always something, you know, <laughs> or how to do better with your lawn or something. And then she's like telling us how to do it. But every time when she, she comes TikTok. over and says that, she's like, I am learning so much on TikTok. That is so funny. That is so funny. So you're right, everybody. Yes. Wow. This was really good and not nearly as scary as I thought. Although, yes, I am a little nervous about when we get these Patreon wins done, which will keep you guys updated so that if you are a superstar, you can go check it out. And if you want to become a superstar, we would love to have you at any time at patreon.com slash sort of awesome. Catherine, this has been so fun. I can't believe you just sat down and you were just like, beep, bop, boop. I have all of these questions. Thank you for putting this together. If people want to find you, first of all, on Instagram, if you are chatting, unless we tell you otherwise, if you're chatting with someone, it's sort of awesome. It's probably Catherine. Where else can we find you if people want to chit chat with you? Well, definitely I'm in the hangout, but mostly I'm living on Instagram as the sort of awesome Instagram lady. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. We will have links in the show notes for you guys to go. And Catherine, you know, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are. As Catherine mentioned, we are on YouTube. You can go over and find us on YouTube. We'll have links in the show notes for all of that stuff. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>